0: You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Did you know we release videos every week just for M plus subscribers? To watch us answering your questions and showing you how to do things, head to the link in the episode description. Hello, and welcome to You Beauty, Mamma Mia's daily podcast for your face. Gosh, I love saying that. It means that a happy time is coming to your ears and coming to my mouth. That sounds a little bit weird, but I love talking about all things beauty. My name is Kelly McCarran, and it is Thursday, so I'm spotlighting on something wildly, wildly interesting in Beautyland for your personal beauty entertainment. And if you have something you want me to chat about that you think is wildly interesting in Beautyland, please make sure you send us an email or a voice note to ubeauty at mamamia.com.au or give us a good old-fashioned buzz on the pod phone on 028999-9386. Today, I'm going old school and I'm chatting about the OG, which is Beauty YouTube. Hi, sisters. Hey, guys, and welcome back to my channel. Hello, guys. It's me, Nikki. Actually, it's 100% not the OG. If you think about it, beauty spreads in magazines and blogs definitely came first. But if I'm looking at, you know, like social media platforms and the new sort of era of entertainment in the form of beauty, YouTube is surely the oldest and wisest and more experienced child. In 2017, there were 88 billion, yes, billion, that's not million, that is a big B, B for breasts, mine are currently very engorged, billion beauty-related video views on YouTube. And every month, YouTube registers more than 700 million views of beauty-related content. Holy dooly, we are obsessed. I want you to really listen to this figure I'm about to tell you, because that is more views than Facebook, Wikipedia, Amazon. And Instagram, the only thing that beats it is the juggernaut that is Google. And technically, Google owns YouTube, so they are making a lot of money, money. The big beauty brands do not own these views at all. In fact, well, I mean, they own some of them. Their videos represent only 3% of total views. So that's like ads and stuff. Whereas beauty vloggers control a wild 97% of all beauty topic videos. I have been watching beauty YouTubers for so long, it's almost embarrassing what a stan I am for some of the OGs on the platform. I mean, I should try to find one of the videos if it's still actually live, but I actually started a beauty YouTube way back when I was the wee last. So this was probably like 12 years ago. I started a beauty YouTube. I had a beauty blog at the time and it was quite popular. So I was like, why not try a beauty YouTube shooting on my sad old Mac in my room? Some of my girlfriends still like to get it up when we've all had a few drinks, because at one point I go, as Napoleon Perda says, not to prime is the crime. And then at another point, I'm like, have a good night. You would just get so much secondhand embarrassment from watching it. But because all my friends made fun of me and I just had so much mortification for myself, I was obviously a lot more impressionable and shy than I am now because I listened to them and now I blame them all for the fact that I am not a millionaire because surely if I'd stuck to it, I 100% would have been the next Jacqueline Hero. Surely, there are some videos that really stand out to me when I think of like OG beauty YouTubers in the beauty YouTube Hall of Fame. So let's take a trip back down memory lane. Obviously, we cannot go past the goat that is Nikki Tutorials, the power of makeup. I actually sort of did my version of this a couple of years ago and I ended up getting a couple of mil views itself which is bloody insane, but nothing compared to the cool 42 million views that Nikki Tutorials got back in 2015. Hey guys, I'm here today to show you the power of makeup. I've been noticing a lot lately that girls have been almost ashamed to say that they love makeup. Because nowadays, when you say you love makeup, you either do it because you want to look good for boys, you do it because you're insecure, or you do it because you don't love yourself. I feel like in a way, lately, it's almost a crime to love doing your makeup. And then, as I mentioned before, we cannot go past Jaclyn Hill. I have always loved her. I don't even know why. She's got a lot of energy. She comes across as a lot. But I just froth on her. I actually was in Portugal. I think I'd been like partying at some stupid hour because, like, obviously in Europe, the clubs don't even open till 11 or 12 p.m. at night. And I got home from this night and I was like, yes, this vault collection's about to drop on Morphe. And I jumped on when it was just going live to purchase this collection that's how much of a stan I am. I went through her divorce with her. I went through the new relationship. It's really embarrassing how much I'm like invested in some of these beauty YouTubers. And I think that it's the same for the use of today with TikTokers, like people froth on TikTokers. I was obsessed with beauty YouTubers and I still am. Like I will still watch all of her favorite videos and purchase a lot of things that she recommends. But now I can like laugh at myself for being so impressionable and easy to market to now. other thing that like really strikes me when I think about video YouTubers was like the glory days of influencer PR trips. So this was like beauty YouTube specific. Well, once upon a time, it was Instagram influencers. Now it's kind of TikTokers, except the whole PR trips have sort of gone away because I guess PRs have just realized that, I don't know, even know, but they're just like, we're not getting that much of our ROI on these trips. But you might recall Trippin' with Tarte. Do you remember, I'm pretty sure they went to like the Maldives or Tahiti or just somewhere so glorious and they just looked like they partied for a week. Or when Benefit took some of the biggest beauty influencers to a private island, like, sorry, what did you do for work this week? Oh, I just went to a private island. And I don't know about you, but I remember watching these from at home and seeing the trips from like a thousand and one different perspectives. So it's funny, I never watched these trips and thoughts, oh my God, it's like a dream to go on one. I think it's always just been my dream to be able to afford these sorts of trips. Maybe it's because I've always sort of been in the space in some sort of capacity, but I know how much work these trips are. And although they look like so much fun, and they are in some ways, I know the amount of work and I know that you've always got to be on and you always have to look good. And it's not just like this really cool, fun trip with your friends. It'd be way more fun just to be able to afford this sort of trip and not have to think about money or worry about anything at any point. Like, yeah, gifts are nice, but it's not really a gift when you've got a million things to do for it in return. So it's work. Generally, these influencers have a specific amount of posts and tagged stories that they need to do per day. They need to look and present a certain way in all of them. They need to bring energy. They need to think of ways that are going to make their content seem appealing and stand out compared to everyone else that's there so that it actually becomes appealing content because the way that say TART or benefit measures success is by increased traffic and increased sales. And if you're not producing good content, then well, it's not working and you'll never get to go on another trip and you'll potentially ruin your relationship with the brand. That's like very top line level of how these things work. But what I didn't realize though was that these trips are still Going along, albeit with less problematic YouTubers. So, with smaller followings and like Tarte in the US are still doing island getaways, but they're just doing them on a lot smaller scale. And I think that that's like the influencer space in general that a lot of brands are doing things with the smaller influencers. Anyway, let's get into YouTube and why their engagement is so good. So, whereas Instagram and TikTok or Facebook, the content requires really small amounts of viewer attention and participation. I will always stand by that YouTube and YouTubers have the most valuable and engaged audiences because people will literally watch them do anything for hours on end. I have wasted that much of my life watching people put on lipstick or organize their makeup drawer or just talk about their life and what blankets they currently like. It is ridiculous. Will I ever stop though? Never! And even being the savvy marketing queen that I am, I am a sucker for a recommendation from one of these lords. I bought endless recommendations from their affiliate links, which means I am funding their lifestyles and I'm totally okay with it because they work for those dollars. And I also buy, as I mentioned above, every collab or beauty launch they sell to me, I am a true fan gal, you might say. So the beauty YouTubers I always will watch are Jacqueline Hill, Nikki Tutorials, and Desi Perkins. But there are so many out there, and I'm feeling a little bit nostalgic about the glory days of beauty YouTube because people just aren't creating that content anymore. I want the Halloween makeup tutorials. I want Get Ready With Me. I want monthly favorites. Why are people still not doing these regularly? What are the beauty YouTubers or videos that are ingrained in your mind? My favourite beauty YouTuber was Kathleen Lights. She was so cute and she always did really fun and colourful makeup. I used to watch a lot of Jeffree Star, which I know is kind of problematic now, but at the time... He was one of the biggest influencers on the YouTube beauty community and everyone loved his makeup line, his eyeshadow palettes, and he was just a very charismatic person. And because he had such a great understanding of makeup and how it performs, I really respected his opinion. My fave YouTuber was Jacqueline Hill. I don't really watch her anymore but when I was in high school I watched her all the time because she taught me how to do makeup and she introduced me to the winged eyeliner when I was 15 years old and in year 10 and I was desperate to wear a winged eyeliner to year 10 formal and I practiced it every day before I got in the shower because then it would wash off and I didn't want my mum knowing that I was putting on eyeliner for the shower and wasting all hers but yes she was my favorite. My favourite beauty YouTuber is Trixie Mattel. She's a drag queen who has her own beauty line called Trixie Cosmetics and her videos are always really silly and really fun. Oh, the nostalgia is real. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'll be back in your ears tomorrow with Lee for Friday recommendations and make sure you're following us wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Mamma Mia and did you know that by listening to today's episode or reading anything on mamamia.com.au, you're helping to fund girls in schools in some of the most disadvantaged countries in the world through Mamma Mia's very important partnership with Room to Read. We're currently funding 300 girls in school every single day and our aim is to get to 1,000. This episode of You Beauty was produced by Michaela Floriano. Bye.